Advisory. Some episodes of the 1836 podcast are not intended for all audiences due to details that might be considered disturbing. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. I'm Joe Batterton. And I'm Nathan Rogers. (laughs) And this is 1836. On this episode of the 1836 podcast, we talk about the murder of Baxter County's very first sheriff, Abraham Byler, and the mysterious fate of his killer, the outlaw Jesse Roper. We got, we actually got a, a submission from, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a listener, a viewer, a fan, uh, somebody uh, on X. A, per, a participant. Formerly known as Twitter, um, brought this to my attention, and he's actually a relative of one of these people we're going to be talking about this evening, but have you heard about the very first sheriff of Baxter County getting killed while in office and the person that killed him. Vaguely. I, I have uh, I have heard about it, but I don't know a whole lot of details. Abraham Byler and his wife Elizabeth moved to Arkansas around 1853 or 1854. In 1870, they were likely living in Marion County before the area became part of the newly formed Baxter County. By 1873, They had settled on a farm about four miles east of Mountain Home along the Tracy Ferry Road. During the Civil War, Abraham supported the Confederate cause and even drilled a company of soldiers for the Confederate Army. He also worked as a tanner for the Confederate government. Baxter County was officially formed on March 24, 1873, and Mountain Home became its county seat. Abraham Byler, known as A.G., was one of the early pioneers of Baxter County and was elected as its first sheriff. Byler, served two terms, from 1873 to 1884 and again from 1890 to 1892. Despite his small stature, Byler was known for his courage and dedication to his duties as sheriff. In addition to his law enforcement role, Byler continued to farm and operate a tannery business. He was also actively involved in the Oak Grove Church, serving as a Sunday school teacher, superintendent of the Sunday school, and song leader. A.G. Byler's contributions to maintaining law and order and his involvement in the community made him a significant figure in the early history of Baxter County. So the very first sheriff of Baxter County, that's our good neighbors across the White River there to the east of us. Um, Name was Abraham Byler, called him A.G. Byler. And he first more than likely lived in Marion County before Baxter County Uh, was formed it wasn't officially formed until march 24th 1873 but uh him and his wife elizabeth had had moved to arkansas around 1853 1854 he supported the the confederate uh he actually tan hides and and things like that for the confederate government or army Uh, even was a uh, i think he was a troop he served two terms as sheriff from 1873 to 1884, and then again later on from 1890 to 1892. Supposed to be kind of a a smaller guy, but well-respected and sheriff-like, I guess you could say, for his size. You didn't want to mess with him. Right. He was was there to take care of business if you needed to. Uh, In 1869, a guy by the name of Jesse Roper was born in Georgia. In September 1868, Alfred Roper married Mary Hayes in Forsyth County, Georgia. Mary was born to William and Cassandra Hayes and is believed to have had the maiden name Twig, which connects her to the Twig family. In late 1869, Alfred and Mary had a son named Jesse. Sadly, 
1873, when Jesse was just three years old, his father Alfred passed away at the age of 27. Between 1873 and 1880, Mary, now a widow, moved in with her widowed mother. The 1880 Forsyth County Census shows that Cassandra, Mary, and young Jesse lived together in the Coal Mountain District of Georgia. During his early years, one notable aspect of Jesse's life was his fascination with guns, as he became skilled in handling both pistols and rifles. On July 4, 1886, at the age of 16, Jesse married 15-year-old Etta Marcella Sewell. The couple had three children, but unfortunately, one of them did not survive childbirth. Around late 1891 or early 1892, Jesse, for reasons that remain unclear, left Georgia and made his way to Arkansas, where some of his maternal relatives, the Twigs, resided. Family stories suggest that Jesse's departure might have been prompted by trouble, involving a possible involvement with a moonshine still and revenuers, or perhaps a desire to help the Twigs in a feud. Jesse's destination in Arkansas was Baxter County, where his father's uncle, Peter Roper, and many of his cousins lived. However, as he had grown up in his grandmother's household, he might have felt a stronger connection to the Twig family. In Baxter County, Jesse found a home at the cattle ranch owned and run by William Twig, who was likely his great-uncle. The paths of Sheriff Byler and Jesse Roper would soon cross, creating a terrible moment in Baxter County history. When Jesse was 16, he married a 15-year-old named Etta Marcella Sewell. Yeah, I was way more common than, uh, <laughs> than what we think about now. But, but of course, you know, what it meant to be an adult, it was, it was just different. I mean, there's, uh, there was, I don't know, just the different things expected of you. Uh, when you were old enough to get out and work, you got out and worked. Uh, you know, today the thought of a 15, 16 year old setting up household and uh, working a job and, and supporting themselves is not even uh, fathomable. Did I say that right? Fathomable. They end up having two or three children. But in uh, early eight, either in 1891 or early 1892, not really sure why Jesse up and left Georgia and made his way to Arkansas. He had some uh, family, I think on both sides of his family, that lived up here. The Twigs was on his mother's side. It kind of suggests that maybe he was in trouble with the law and moved up here. Another theory is they were involved in like a family feud with the Dentons. And so he moved up here to uh, kind of help them out. From the Denton Ferry? I I'm uh, going to assume. Dentons? Dentons and that the sounds feasible. Sounds feasible. The Dentons and the Twigs were in a family feud, not not quite as bad as the Everett Tut or the uh, Hatfields and McCoys, but allegedly there was some killing going on. Feud is um, a feud. A feud's a feud. Some say this was about a woman. Um, either way. It's always about a woman. It's always about a, a woman or a hog or a pig or, <laughs> you know. Or some corn liquor. Corn liquor. <laughs> so a, a Twig got killed and uh, the Dentons had faced you know, the accusation of murder. I guess they were acquitted or let go or whatever. Um, after that, threats were made. The Dentons were scared of retaliation. So supposedly they got Sheriff Byler's permission to carry firearms for their personal protection, which at this time, apparently it was illegal to carry firearms. Um, this was after the war. 
this is a yes, so probably still reconstruction or right after reconstruction so things were a little bit different than the wild wild west uh, right. before civilization quote unquote that came to the area so jesse roper arrives he feels like his family the twigs have kind of gotten the shaft you know they one of them got killed and the, the Dittons got away with it. Now the Dittons are getting to wear guns and they're not. So he's already got a bad taste in his mouth for, for law enforcement in Baxter County. And he hasn't been here very long. Well, shortly after this, he had a warrant for his arrest for carrying a firearm. One of the deputies, one of the deputies, Tom Combs, attempted to arrest him. And allegedly Roper drew on him. And it's like, not today. So the, the deputy retreated. He didn't want to get shot. He left. He goes back, tells the sheriff. They gather a posse up, and they go to the Twigs to arrest Jesse. During Sheriff Byler's tenure, a deadly feud erupted between the Denton and Twig families. The exact cause of the feud is uncertain, but some say it was over a woman. After a Twig's death, the Dentons faced an accusation but were eventually acquitted after a trial. Following this, some of the twigs threatened the Dentons. In response, the Dentons sought and received permission from Sheriff Byler to carry firearms for personal protection. During this time, Jesse Roper arrived in Baxter County and was staying with the twigs. He believed the twigs were being treated unfairly by the law. A warrant was issued for Roper's arrest on the charge of unlawfully carrying a pistol. While Roper was eating lunch at a friend's house near Gasville, Deputy Sheriff Tom Combs attempted to arrest him. However, Roper drew his pistol and had it pointed at Combs before he could react, forcing Combs to retreat. Tensions escalated when the Twigs, unhappy with Sheriff Byler, provided shelter to the wanted outlaw, Jesse Roper. On June 15, 1892, Byler and a posse tracked the Georgia-born outlaw to a ranch owned by his relatives, the Twigs. Around 4 in the afternoon, Sheriff Byler and a posse of 20 men arrived at the Twigs ranch. Byler, fearing a plot against him, approached the ranch house with several men, instructing them to charge if they heard gunfire. Aware the law was closing in, Roper had apparently heard the posse coming and had hidden in an old log smokehouse in the backyard. Sheriff Byler instructed his posse to halt while he dismounted and approached the ranch house alone. Roper stuck his lever-action Winchester rifle through a crack in the wall and shot the sheriff twice, clear through. Roper then flung open the door and came out shooting. He went down on his knee, laid the rifle over his arm and fired at the posse. Tragically, Sheriff Byler was killed by Roper while attempting to arrest him. As the sheriff lay dead on the ground, Roper escaped on foot. And Jesse goes and hides in an old smoke smokehouse, old log smokehouse, and the sheriff Byler arrives, walks up to the smokehouse, Jesse points out a rifle and shoots him a couple times, then runs off into the woods, kills the sheriff, and he hasn't been seen since. Roper hasn't. There's a lot of... Still to this day, right? To this day, there's a lot of uh, uh, theories and conspiracies out there. Um, what happened to him, nobody knows. One theory is a posse found him, killed him, buried him, but didn't tell anybody. Another one is he made it back to Georgia. Uh, they hid him for the rest of his life. And one... I found a little bit of information on that I feel is probably the truest is he ended up getting arrested uh, and there's different versions. Some say Oklahoma, some said Texas, some even said New Mexico. Um, he was supposedly involved in a train robbery down in Southern Arkansas and 
wanted for killing a couple different people. But anyway, he was in jail somewhere, admitted uh, that he was really Jesse Roper. Here's the thing. This, this, is, this is what kind of fascinates me, is that you get a guy like this who pretty pretty bad guy. I mean, you know, he was in trouble apparently where he came from, leaves there, probably running from justice, comes here, can't get along with the program and wants to buck the system, kills the sheriff, runs off, possibly is a bank robber, is supposedly maybe involved in some other murders, but nobody's ever heard of this guy. Yeah. And, yeah, how many how how many times has this story repeat itself across the country, you know? And then where did he go? could have been anywhere he could have went back i don't think he would have went back to georgia i'm thinking go out west man it's that time period it was wide open out there so why not supposedly you know get pardon the pardon the phrase why not get the hell out of dodge yeah also a theory that he joined the new dalton gang which you know the daltons were just above us in missouri um but anyway the the one where he got arrested he got arrested under an alias, and while he was in jail, he said, "Hey, I'm Jesse Roper. I'm born in Baxter County. I killed the sheriff." Now there there is some newspaper articles I found that hope to include in this uh, episode uh, to that effect. I mean, how else would somebody that got arrested out of state know something like that? Unless I mean, right. I, know, I know news travels fast, but you know, it took years uh that's why we have juneteenth before it reached all the way down to texas and right so um, i i buy that one I, I think that's really the most likely scenario um he ended up hanging himself while he was in jail he was he knew he was going to get hung anyway so i guess he took care of it himself i mean there's just really no concrete evidence that that was him or whatever else happened to him but this guy like you said earlier came from georgia comes up here starts trouble right off the bat he's involved in killings and robberies and train robberies and all kinds of stuff i can't believe he just moved back to georgia and became a nice peaceful little citizen no and and the other thing too is like you know the the posse theory that the posse caught him and and disposed of him if the posse caught him for killing a sheriff they're going to display that guy i mean you think about alf boland we talked about in one of our first episodes they cut his head off and stuck it on a pike yeah plus there's you know so there was like a four thousand dollar reward for him so yeah i don't believe and that's dead or alive so why would you kill him and hide him knowing one you're going to get four grand and two i mean you've seen the pictures of i mentioned the daltons earlier you saw some of them uh they had them right on main street with their coffins and things like that so that one's a little bit far-fetched for me to believe and again i don't believe he he just moved back to where he came from they knew where he was from and then now he run he he ran off into the wild somewhere that was uh he he went out west after his escape what really happened to jesse roper remains uncertain various rumors and accounts suggest different outcomes one account claims he escaped and was hidden by family in georgia for the rest of his life another suggests he was killed by a posse and buried secretly there are also speculations that he left the country on foot crossing into Missouri or over to Oklahoma and Indian Territory. It is also supposed that he had joined the new Dalton gang and was the leader of a train robbery in Arkansas on November 3, 1893, but he was not apprehended. In 1918, 
There was another report of Roper committing suicide in an Oklahoma jail while awaiting trial on another charge by hanging himself with a strip of torn blanket. Journalists have sensationalized the mystery of Roper and the accuracy of these reports is uncertain. The available information suggests that Roper was never brought to justice in Baxter County for the murder of Sheriff Byler. Due to the conflicting accounts and lack of concrete evidence, the ultimate fate of Jesse Roper remains a mystery. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in to this episode of the 1836 podcast. We hope you found it informative and engaging. Please like, share, rate, and review. Leaving a good rating and review on your preferred podcast platform would also help us reach a wider audience. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode, as we continue to explore and uncover the roots and branches of Arkansas, and the fascinating history of the Ozarks.